everyone, welcome back to How Have We Never Seen This Before. This week we discussed The Haunting of Bly Manor. Join us in our Halloween episode as we discuss how we have so many unanswered logistical questions, how we have no choice but to stand Jamie and Danny, and what it takes to be head ghost. This is a podcast where two best friends talk about movies they've never seen before. I'm Isabel. And I'm Lauren. And this is How Have We Never Seen This Before. The winner of this week's Guess the Movie contest is one of my good friends, Aiden. Congratulations, Aiden. And if you want to be given a shout out at the beginning of one of our episodes, make sure to follow us on Instagram at How Have We Never Podcast and check out our Instagram story every week. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Woo! Spooky! <laughs> uh, happy belated Halloween. This will definitely come out on Monday. Um, yeah. It's the 29th right now, so... Happy Christmas season. (laughs) We wanted to do something spooky, spoopy, spoopy for for Halloween, but it just doesn't fall in the timeline, considering we didn't think about it until last week we had a show. (laughs) Not even last week. Yeah, it was like Monday. (laughs) Um, But it should be fun. We're in the Halloween spirit. If you want to be in the Halloween spirit for two more days, yeah, um, you can join us. You should join us. <laughs> yeah. It, it says Halloween has to end on Halloween. Yeah, it's like Halloween starts in like July, right? Yeah. It's yeah. forever. <laughs> Christmas gets a long time. Why not extend Halloween a few days? Yeah, I think it's fine. All the, but, th- all the Thanksgiving stands are coming for us. <laughs> Are there any, like, real, like, the people, like, like, I get the food, but the people, like, really like Thanksgiving that much? Some people do. You'd be surprised. All right. Well, I apologize um, for (laughs) butting into your season. I apologize to the Thanksgiving community. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as you can tell from the title, we watched The Haunting of Bly Manor this this day. (laughs) We didn't watch it this week. We, like, watched it today. Um... Hey, speak for yourself. I started Monday night. Oh, I did start yesterday. So, like, within the last three, four days. We did, like, okay. So, basically, this show is the... It's not the second season, but it's the second series of, like, the first season was, like, Haunting of Hill... Haunt... I don't know. I never watched it. But it's something Haunting on the Hill, or I don't know. It's fine. But like a quick quick gist of the series. Um it's basically a ghost story, which is kind of cool. The whole series is us learning about the ghost story. If we want to get into that, I guess we can start with the Wingrave Wingrave Wingrave. I think it's Grave. Wingrave. <laughs> <laughs> the Wingrave family. First, we have Flora and Miles, um who are both children. Their parents died two years before the story really begins and flora she can see ghosts um, or something like you don't like something you don't really know she does a lot of staring off into the distance yeah people's shoulders but she is very sweet 
um, always does what she's told pretty much. And you could tell throughout the show that she's trying to protect her au pair. We'll get into that. She tries to protect everyone. I'd like, yeah. yeah. So then we have Miles. He is kind of the opposite, pretty much. Um, He was super sweet, but then he started developing behavioral issues after his parents died. Um, And so he gets kicked out of his boarding school. And he's very creepy to the women in the show, very rude. And he's like 10, Flora's like 8, so they're both very young. Yeah. And then Henry's their uncle. He's technically in charge of he's like their legal guardian he's an alcoholic he he hasn't none of them have really been right since um henry no miles (laughs) and flora's parents died um their father was henry's brother their parents aren't really like important characters you don't they like come in in one episode but that's about it um Mm -hmm. but then there's also um danny who is their au pair she's an american living in london and she's she's a t- she was a teacher before and i guess like another thing she's secretly gay yeah that's kind of a big part of her character i totally <laughs> forgot about that her i won't like say much but like her relationship like i was almost crying at the end oh like i was so invested and emotional many tears were shed <laughs> watching this show yeah so then you have owen he is the cook um, of Bly Manor, um, and he takes care of his mother with dementia until her passing, and he has a thing for this woman named Hannah Gross. I will probably refer to her as Mrs. Gross. I don't know why, but my whole, like, notes document, she's called Mrs. Gross and not Hannah. So, Hannah Gross, she is the housekeeper. Um, she actually lives at Bly Manor, unlike Owen. Um, and she is very religious. And she never eats or drinks throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Which kind of leads you to suspect some things. I, like, honestly, I thought they were going to, like, tie in an eating disorder or something. But, like, they... Oh, my God. Like, like I didn't know. I didn't know anything. Like, I didn't know where they were going to go with that. But then, like... It it makes sense towards the end. But, like, a lot of things don't make sense, and I have questions. We'll get there. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, so another main-ish side character is Jamie the gardener. She is a gardener. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to give, like, a ton away. Yeah. So, like, she's a gardener. Um, you'll learn more about her later. Um, and then there's also Peter Quint and... Rebecca Jessel. Um, so Rebecca Jessel was the former au pair and she died. Um, it's suspected suicide. And um Peter Quint was Henry's like assistant, sort of, and he, he was also like a driver. He'd like pick things up and like do errands for them, but he was also messing around. With the au pair. <laughs> Messing around. <laughs> Something about Peter, like, okay, I really do hate him, but also at the same time, like, there are some scenes where he melted my heart, and I, like, ugh, I hate him, but also at the same time, like, I still pity him. I have a look of confusion on my face. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's because he's hot. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. <laughs> Damn it. He's not just your type. Not another James Marsden situation. 
<laughs> Did you have anyone else? Like, there's not really anyone else. Like, there's people you meet later, but they're not, like, they're important to the story, but you don't know about them right now, so it's fine. Yeah. So, I guess we'll get started with the first episode. Yes, so, <laughs> episode one starts with a rehearsal dinner for a wedding, and some British lady starts telling a scary story to everyone. And the it this part takes place in, like, 2000 i looked it up like 2007 they say it oh i don't remember i had to look it up <laughs> they like show it play flash it across the screen oh okay so it takes place 2007 and then when she starts telling the story we go back in time to 1987 in london so a girl danny is being interviewed for an au pair position um by flora and miles's uncle henry she ends up getting the job because no one wants it the previous au pair died and the children's parents are dead. And Danny arrives at the manor. She meets the cook, Owen, the children, Miles, Flora, the housekeeper, Mrs. Gross. And then she keeps seeing this weird figure in forbidden places, which is weird. But uh, the kids are also acting strange. Like Flora is very adamant that Danny doesn't leave her room at night. But Danny kind of ignores her and she gets up she ends up being locked in a cupboard by Flora and Miles um and is let out a few hours later. Are you okay? Dan like there's so okay, I didn't I forgot how much happened in the first episode. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um you were just giving me a look. I was like, did I am I like off? No, 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 no. I was like I, like, have this all written down. I'm like, how did all of this happen? Like, these episodes are an hour long. I guess that's why. Because the shows we normally watch are 30 minutes each. So these have a ton more. Yeah, so much happens. Yeah. But, um, okay. She ends up getting locked in a cupboard by Flora Miles and is let out later. And while she was in there, she kept seeing a weird figure in the mirror. And I'm sorry, but that wasn't really scary at all. Like, this is not a scary show. No, it wasn't. And that's what bothered me because I thought the haunting of whatever, the other one, was, like, supposed to be super scary. And I was like, maybe it's because I'm watching it in the daytime and, I like, I have my lights on. But at the same time, I don't think I would have been scared at night. I'm not typically, like, a horror movie person because they don't scare me and I think they're a little dumb. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, like, neither of us are easily freaked out by by that kind of stuff anyway. So I don't know if someone out there actually found this scary. Maybe, like, a child would find this scary, but <laughs> we did not. Um, there's also, like, um, little, like, subtle hints in each of the episodes, like, kind of, like, suggesting, like, what might be going on. Even in this one, like, um, Miles is a little creepy. He, like watches she he like almost sees danny get undressed and you're like that's a little weird oh he's um, so pervy he's so pervy but there's like a reason mm -hmm. not a good like like don't do that but like anyway um <laughs> it's not miles like fault really because yeah we'll, we'll get into it yeah, yeah um and like miles also gives danny this butterfly clip that belonged to the previous au pair and floor when floor's in the bath she gets upset with her for having it in her hair and then like kind of looks to the side like looks behind danny she does that a lot and you're like hmm like why is she doing that but there i don't know i think that was kind of it the one thing like it was just like 
super cliche, at least this episode, like, of course she's going to leave her room because Flora told her not to. I know. This episode made me reluctant to watch the rest because I was like, ugh, like, if this is what it's going to be like, some hokey horror, like, series, I don't want to watch it, but it turned out to be so much more. Oh, also, I forgot to mention that the Danny is played by the girl who does, I think, Love and You. Oh, I, I don't know that. Oh, you never watched that? Well, I think I watched the first season, but... It's second season. She's only okay. in the second season. Um, But yeah, I think it's her. Her The character's name in You is Love. <laughs> okay. Wait, do you know who else? I think I think the um the woman narrating and... Oh, yeah. She's, she's from Twilight. Oh, right? I was going to say she's... I think she's the mom in Spy Kids. Oh, yeah. you're right. I think she's also... Is she the mom in Twilight, too? I don't know. I might be way off on that. Um, I, I don't remember Twilight. I try to block that out of my memory. We only watched it, like, four months ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, there's also, like, muddy footprints all over the floor, and you're like, why? Like, at the end of the episode, when mm-hmm. she's locked in the closet, and you're like, why are there muddy footprints in the floors? But, yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah, we did it. Wow. Um, <laughs> so episode two, um, we find out that these muddy footprints actually happen a few times a year. And there are one of the things about Flora is that she has all these dolls. She has a dollhouse that looks exactly like the manor. And she has all these dolls. Um, and Miles like stole one of them and like threw it down the trash chute. And there's just like she's scared of the cellar um, as any little girl would be. But um <laughs> One thing that she does say about the dolls, which is important to remember, is that when Danny asks her, like, what what's the doll's name? She says the doll doesn't remember her name, which I didn't even think about until right now. Because, like, now that I've seen the show, like, I get it. But, like, I didn't understand it then. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. I don't think I was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also, like, go back in time in most of this episode. So, also, during this episode... This one's not as, like, weird with the jumping back and forth. We just, like, know that six months ago, Miles was at boarding school. Um, So there's just, like, a whole section on boarding school. Basically, um, you're, like, learning about him getting kicked out of boarding school and why he's there. There's one thing that he mentions, like, he got in a fight. He also, like, jumped out of a tree. And he mentions to his friend and to the chaplain of the school that he was trying to find the right key. and it's like like what is like a key like why would jumping out of a tree find you a key like you're thinking physical key it's not a physical key but anyway that's like kind of like gives you a little like oh maybe something's wrong with miles i was thinking he was possessed and i like wasn't that wrong yeah but (laughs) you find out that the reason why he was trying to get expelled was because flora sent him a note to come home there's that but Oh, I guess, I guess that is it, because he couldn't really, okay, yeah, 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 got it, got it, got it. Yeah, Flora sent him a letter that said to come home, and there's, like, three people in the, in the drawing that she sent, so he's like, why, like, what is it? Um, basically, that's all we see of boarding school, and they're back at home, and there's this one part of the manor that they're not supposed to go in, like, the old wing, and, um... They're playing hide-and-seek, and and Floor goes into the old wing. Whatever I just said was wrong, so I cut it out, and Lauren's going to explain what actually happened at the end of this episode. Okay. 
So they're playing hide-and-go-seek because they got all their chores done after locking her in the closet. And while they're hiding, Danny walks into a forbidden section and she hears a music box playing. She goes into the room. Uh, She also sees a Polaroid with a man and a woman on it who look to be in love. Um, And while she's looking, all of a sudden, Miles comes up behind her and starts choking her and she tells him to she tells him to ease up and then he eventually does and he wants to continue playing so he starts running away but Danny starts chasing after him and when she loses sight of him uh she all of a sudden sees the man in the polaroid through the window so she grabs a weapon and runs outside but is distracted by Miles fainting So she sprints back inside and uh, Miles comes to and sees the same thing that Danny saw. Cool. I don't know how I got that all wrong, Um, but you're not going to hear that, so it's fine. Um, (laughs) We also found out that the glasses that – Danny has these glasses. um, They're broken. We don't know why she has them, but we find out that the glasses are of the person that she keeps seeing in the mirror. So there's something – or some part of her past that's haunting her, mm-hmm. which we already said, but, you know. I was just really confused as to why any rational adult would suggest to play hide-and-go-seek in a giant creepy house. You're basically asking to be murdered. I mean, I think she was like, they're not going to go in that creepy room. All like, the not- rooms are creepy. <laughs> that's true. And, oh, another important thing about this episode is that Miles asks um, the teacher, he goes to a Catholic boarding school, I believe, some sort of religious boarding school, Um, and he asks, they're talking about the afterlife, and um, his teacher tells him that demons have to be invited. You have to accept them? Yeah, demons have to be invited into someone's body to possess them. So let's just keep that in mind for later. (laughs) Yeah. I really liked the teacher. I thought he was, like, super nice. He, like, he allowed, like, this isn't related to the story at all, but, like, he allowed um, Miles to, like, question. He was, like, this is, like, a safe space. Like, you can question what's here. And he, like, welcomes, like, questions about religion, which I thought was really cool. Um, So, episode three, um, we immediately find out that the man Danny and Miles saw was a man named Peter Quint. Um, who embezzled money from the Wingraves and worked with Henry, and they believe that he fled the country. That's what everyone thinks. And the people at the manor think that he came back because of Rebecca Jessel, the previous au pair, because they had a fling. So they call the police, and the police come and don't believe them. At least horror movies and horror <laughs> series paint the police to kind of be more realistic they're like so they're always so incompetent they're like oh nothing we can do yeah when i was getting robbed i had to wait four hours for the police to come we were all hiding (laughs) so yeah so they think that okay so everyone in blind manor thinks that maybe peter quint doesn't know that rebecca is dead so he keeps coming back for her So that's kind of on the back of their minds the whole time. And someone this whole time has been calling and hanging up, and they assume it's him. 
Um, so now that everyone's freaked out, they all decide to stay the night and have a giant sleepover. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> um, and the next morning, Danny wakes up and finds Flora by the lake staring at something. And Flora kind of freaks out. Um, then when she's feeling better, they decide to do um, kind of this story time performance that ends with Miles telling a creepy speech and Owen finding out that his mother has died. Um, but in this episode, we also get a flashback. It starts with Rebecca Jessel, the previous au pair, interviewing for the job in Henry's office, similar to Danny. Um, and Peter Quint is there this time. That's the difference. Uh, she's completely overqualified, and Peter seems to notice. <laughs> um, but alas, she gets the job anyway. <laughs> so immediately, pretty much, Peter and Rebecca have a thing. Um, it turns into a romantic affair, and they eventually end up being boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, they weirdly hook up in the dead parent's wing and try on their furs, which is all kinds of creepy and messed up. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, and um, Peter is also distracting Rebecca from the kids, which isn't good. Um, Mrs. Gross definitely hates their relationship and hates Peter, but she likes Rebecca and wants to protect her. Um, but they take that Polaroid in the dead parent's wing, um, the one that we spoke about in episode two. And Rebecca explains to Peter that she wants to become a barrister and can do that by being an au pair and making connections through that instead of sleeping with men who are higher up. Yeah, so that's basically the only reason why she wants to take care of these kids. Um, and then Peter becomes like grossly possessive and creepy and abusive um, to Rebecca because of her friendship with Owen the cook. And they're nothing but platonic, so he's just annoying. Yeah. So yeah, that was episode three. <laughs> also, Owen and, and Miss Gross seem a little flirty in this episode, mm -hmm. which is cute. And also, Danny and Jamie seem a little flirty in this episode, which is cute. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> the end of the episode is Danny and Jamie like holding hands for a hot sec. And, um, but after they hold hands, she like Danny turns around and the creepy guy with the curly hair and the glasses is right behind her. And you're like, oh, yep. no. <laughs> yep. Um, a question I had for you, actually. Um, so this episode talks a lot about keys. Peter explains to Miles that everyone has a specific key that opens them up to someone else. What do you think our keys are? Um. Well, <laughs> for me, if you just ask me a question, I will tell you my entire life story. <laughs> um, like, I don't say anything until, like, anybody, like, cares, you know? <laughs> like, I'll tell you literally everything I can remember, which isn't a lot because I have an awful memory. But I'll tell you everything. I don't care. It's like, like our therapy hikes where we just ask each other questions. Yeah, whenever we go on a hike... um. As you saw during our mid-season break, um, <laughs> we just, like, talk the whole time about, like, I mean, like, I don't know what else you do, but, like, we just talk the whole time. <laughs> what about you? I don't know. I feel like mine's just, like, be nice to me. <laughs> I don't really know what mine is. Oh, oh, I guess, like, if you share an experience with me, like, I'll open up to you. Oh, you're empathetic. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's what, yeah, that's, that's what, <laughs> if, like, someone's empathetic, they, like, 
care by relating. Oh, okay. Yeah. My my last comment was, this whole thing could have been avoided if these kids had a therapist. You're not wrong. (laughs) Actually, if everyone in this show had a therapist, honestly. But it is the 1980s, so... I don't know. Times were different. Were like that, like um, encouraged. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so in this episode, we find out about Danny's life before she moved to England, which is like, uh, um. So we learn about Danny's life before um, moving to England, and she had this one best friend growing up her entire life and they end up getting married and what we see is actually like their engagement party it's super 80s but his mom like gives her her wedding dress and um um danny's getting really overwhelmed with the planning because she's actually gay and she doesn't want to be with him like this and they go out to dinner and she's like i like can't do this anymore um so they're like they're fighting about it and then they get in the car to leave from this dinner and more fighting and Eddie gets out of the car because they're parked on the side of the road. He gets out of the car because he's just frustrated. And as he gets out, you see the lights of a oncoming truck and then it rams into him and he dies, which is incredibly traumatic. And basically She's being haunted by her ex-fiance who got hit by a truck and she feels incredibly guilty. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. It's terrifying. Also, in the current timeline in the 1980s in London, they are still worried about Pete because they don't really know what's going on. Like, if he's really there. Um, there's this really strange part where miles like slams his hand down on the table and is like i want to drink because they're like joking about giving kids like um like a a glass of wine like it's in like other countries like that's totally normal like here or like italian families do that sometimes um but like he likes like he's like an old man he's like give me my drink (laughs) Um, (laughs) and like runs away um which is like pretty weird um also, you see Flora's dollhouse open by itself, and, like, you get a glimpse inside, and it looks like everyone is in certain parts or spots in the house, and it's actually where they currently are, which is something to think about. But, oh, and it, Peter's, like, doll is in Miles's room, like, standing over him. So, <laughs> anyway, um, they also have a campfire outside at the, like, once the kids go to bed, and... They're just, like, saying names of, like, kids – or kids – saying the names of people who have passed. Like, apparently bonfires comes from, like, old bones or something – like, throwing bones on a – I don't know. I don't know the history of a bonfire. I didn't really listen to that part. But they're all saying different people's names. But at one point, Danny and Jamie leave, and then they start to make out. But then she sees Eddie. <laughs> and then she pulls away and is like, ugh. Awkward. Um, <laughs> and Owen also tells Mrs. Gross that they should move to Paris, which is cute, and Flora starts to see the dolls move and in her dollhouse, back in the house, um, and 
this lake lady that she's talked about a lot, which we haven't mentioned at all. I don't know why. I guess we forgot. But there's this, like, lady of the lake. Um, and the lady of the lake is, like, moving through the house. So both Miles and Flora can see the lady of the lake. And we don't know why. And that's it. Oh, they're checking it because Danny's, like, moving through the house because after she saw that guy, she kind of freaked out and is, like, drinking. Yeah. And so they, like, distract her to protect her from the lady. Yeah. Oh, and it also ends with Danny symbolically um, burning the glasses. Yeah. is that That's kind of, like, the last we see of that guy, right? Yeah. I think, like, her burning those glasses was symbolic of her letting go of him. And yeah, and starting a new chapter. Yeah, and she like won't be guilt feel guilty about it because like it it's not her fault. It's just like something that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think that we have absolutely no choice but to stand Jamie. Absolutely. Okay. First of all, consent queen. <laughs> Second of all, great sense of humor. Third of all, she's a badass groundskeeper. We don't see a lot of women groundskeepers, do we? She just loves some plants, you know? Yep. She's super cool. I, lo- I love Jamie. I think she's great. She's my easily my favorite character. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Oh, this one might be the shortest one, episode five. I don't have a lot of notes for episode yeah. five. Yeah. Episode <laughs> five. <laughs> Owen and Mrs. Gross are talking, and he asks her to go to Paris now that there's nothing stopping him. But is there something stopping her? Hmm. Oh, this episode, like, confused me so much okay well let's see if maybe i can if we put our heads together we can like (laughs) figure out the correct story but so miles is basically being reckless again he starts smoking which hmm maybe he picked that up from peter quint who also smokes he starts smoking he's harassing jamie being creepy to her and we also find out that Mrs. Gross's husband perhaps cheated on her or left her. I don't know exactly what it was, but he 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 did something to her that hurt her. And yeah, so- I think she he cheated on her. At least that's what like from context, like cheated on her and then maybe left her. Yeah, so- something like that. Something mean. <laughs> and so that's why she lives in the manor. Um, and. So we basically go into a flashback of Owen and Mrs. Gross's relationship. Um, we also get to meet Mr. and Mrs. Wingrave for the first time. They're not as important, though. In this flashback, we see Peter being annoying. I don't know when that was, but it's in my notes. He's always annoying, though. Um, and Hannah catches Peter trying to steal Mrs. Wingrave's jewelry, and she stops him. He threatens her, and she says that this is her home. You'll leave long before I do. Could that be foreshadowing? Perhaps. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, he also says that a lot, that like he'll threaten to take away her job. Yeah, he, he threatens a lot of people. He's not a good guy. Um, but Peter basically says that he wants to run away to America with Rebecca with the Wingrave's money. Um, he says that to Rebecca, but he leaves out the Wingrave's money part. (laughs) So she doesn't really know what's going on. And, um, we actually find out that Peter is, he did not run away. He actually died. So the, that, this kind of flashback ends with the night that he died. He was trying to escape to America. He grabs 
Mrs. Wingrove's jewelry and starts trying to leave, but he gets in the path of the Lady of the Lake, and she chokes him, and at first he didn't realize he was dead, and then he weirdly possessed Miles. Yeah, and so the episode goes back into right before Danny arrives, that sort of timeline, and it ends with Miles, Miles or maybe Peter possessing Miles, wink wink, Uh, pushing Mrs. Gross into a well and killing her. Um, So now she's a ghost. She can't go to Paris with Owen because she's dead. And she's also kind of an unreliable narrator. Um, A lot of her memories are fake. Well, her memories are real, um, but she can manipulate them. Basically, when you're dead in this show, you you always go back to certain memories in your life, usually happy ones, and they happen at random times. So she keeps jumping back and forth between memories while trying to stay in the present and she forgets who she is. She doesn't know that she's dead and she doesn't really understand what's happening to her. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I found it very, I get that it is supposed to be confusing. Like she spaces out a lot and I don't know if she's like jumping in time because she seems to like know what's gonna happen. Like, I mean, I I guess that she's going to memories, I... There are certain, each person that dies has a certain thing that kind of triggers them. Like for Peter, it's the knocking on the door triggers his memory. But it's never like real knocking. Yeah. And then Hannah's is that crack in the wall. Yeah. Because there was a crack at the bottom of the well. Yeah. But Um, the crack isn't real in like when she sees it in the present time. That's what I don't get. I guess it maybe it's like a warning for like when they're gonna yeah. jump. It kind of reminds me of like you hear like when people have seizures, they'll like taste something or like there's a certain taste in their mouth or they smell something and that means they're gonna have a seizure. It doesn't always happen, but like sometimes for some people mm-hmm. that can happen. This kind of reminded me of like you know how people always say like uh <laughs> right before you die, your life flashes before your eyes. And so these people are dead, but they're not in the afterlife. Um, so their life keep their their lives grammatically incorrect <laughs> keeps flashing before their eyes. They're also definitely in purgatory. They mention it a ton of times. Yeah, because they're never they like it seems like they're never getting out. Yeah, there's some sort of like the house has some sort of hold on them, but we'll find out why later. Yeah, <laughs> I have some so. <laughs> I think, personally, that Hannah Gross in Paris would be a better show than Emily in Paris. (laughs) I said what I said. (laughs) You're probably right. I'm right. I do like Rebecca Jessel's clothes in this one. I don't know how, like, Danny's clothes are heavy 80s. Like, I kind of like all the the But I do like it. Yeah. I think it's because <laughs> 80s is making a comeback right now. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> we got a lot to go through and we're pretty far in already. But we had a lot of confusion, so we'll cut that out. So much confusion. <laughs> so in episode six, we kind of learn about um, Uncle Henry's story. Um, basically, he lives at the office. And you see him, like, he sees ghosts as well. I don't really know if they're ghosts or if it's just, like, a projection of himself because sometimes this ghost looks like himself and sometimes I thought it was his brother. He is his own demon, I think. 
Okay. Okay. That's where I was going. Um, yeah, he definitely seemed like his own demon. Basically, we flash back in time to... I guess this one jumps around a lot. I'm gonna go back in time. Um, <laughs> so we see the mom giving birth to Flora, but there's just, like, weird, like, thing going on between the mom and Henry, and you're like, did he sleep with her? Is Flora his? Um, spoiler alert, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's pretty obvious. We see that when we this like the past jumps forward in time like six-ish years to um flora's sixth birthday and we see that henry is actually the person who bought flora this dollhouse that looks exactly like the manor and he shows it to the mother and then like kind of touch pinkies for a second um, <laughs> and when he steps away um her actual husband his brother um confronts her and is like i it's taken me six years to do the math but flora was a really early baby but she was big if she was early um so it's not body shame flora here it's just <laughs> child development <laughs> um but basically figures it out and is like do you love him and she's like yes but there's more than that and blah 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 and that's why they go to India, because they're, quote-unquote, re-living their honeymoon. But I feel like their death was on purpose. They don't mention that, but I feel like it was. Um, that question's never answered. I really wish it was. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll leave you to decide that. But anyway, back to the present. So we see in the present, Floor wakes up in the woods again. And um, Rebecca's ghost is like around so you're kind of thinking oh is can rebecca like jump in and out of flora's body um there's also this thing where we see this child with no face in flora's room well the, that was a flat one of flora's flashbacks yeah so it's like flora is now like jumping back in time with, with memories and are you like is flora actually dead but it's actually something else it's like when rebecca touches her she jumps in time because she's not herself because rebecca's sort of in control um so everyone in the house is getting trapped in these memories um not everyone but like it's like is everyone getting trapped and we also find out that the uncle has been the one that's calling the house he's so distraught after everything that we just learned about um his affair that he just like can't be around them because it's kind of he feels like it's kind of his fault that they're dead and jamie and danny go on a date that's the best part of this whole episode you know um they see some moonflowers it's really cute yeah but it's creepy they see moonflowers in a creepy forest yeah but it's cute yeah you're <laughs> cute but twisted yeah I mean, like, how are you supposed to, like, have a good time around there, you know? You're um, right. You're right. <laughs> they also sleep together. Like, yes, Danny and Jamie. We're <laughs> clapping if, if that doesn't translate. Like, if yeah. you can't hear that, that's us clapping. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
There's also scars on Jamie's back. I don't know if they ever answered that. They like, don't. Okay. Okay. I, I didn't want to like, like when she wakes up, she notices these scars on Jamie's back. Maybe it's like fl- like burns. I'm not really sure. Um, it was dark. But um, when they she wakes up, Flora is sleepwalking again, and she keeps going to this lake. And are you okay? <laughs> I'm like confused. I don't know why I wrote that. Like, what happens at the end of this episode? Um, at the end. So Danny keeps checking in on Flora, but one t- one of the times that Danny walks in to check on Flora, she sees her confronting Rebecca, Rebecca's ghost. She sees the ghost. Uh, <laughs> and it ends with Miles knocking her out. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. That's why I was like, they're all starting to see ghosts. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I- I kind of love how Jamie calls Danny Poppins, like Mary it's Poppins. It's so cute. Cute. Oh, and when Danny uh, mocks Jamie's accent, her like British accent, that's kind of- Cockney accent. That's how we sound when we try to um, copy the Love <laughs> Island cast. Oh, I know. I know. The one thing that bothers me, though, is that- um, Oh, I can't say it yet. I'll say it later. About the accent. Okay. We'll get there. I also think us watching Love Island UK has helped prepare us for um, Peter's accent. True. Peter's Irish? Something like that. Or Scottish? I'm so sorry <laughs> to our Irish and Scottish fans. I cannot distinguish between your accents, but I can oh. understand you. <laughs> I can. I can understand you. That's all that matters. And if you tweet, I can read it too. Yeah. Have you seen those tweets? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Okay. As we go on, these timelines get more and more jumbled together because people are having breakdowns. So yeah. <laughs> I'll try to make the. I'll try to explain this the best way I can. So Danny wakes up and she's tied up. Um, and Peter's ghost comes in and he is calling the shots and controlling the kids, and he wants to make it. So Danny can dream hop, or so he says. And while he's trying to control these kids, um, this knocking sound starts happening and Peter gets lost in a memory. Um, So the memory is his mother coming to visit him and asking for money, but he doesn't have any. We also find out that his father was sexually abusive to not only Peter, but Peter's friends. Um, And so he holds that with him um and holds that memory with him and he's he thinks that he's stuck in hell because of this memory so we also at this point get a flashback from rebecca um so in this flashback it's the day after peter um supposedly leaves rebecca thinks that peter ran away without her but he didn't he was killed um and jamie tells her that she should really consider taking peter's spot at henry's firm um, to finally become a barrister. Um, but Peter visits Rebecca and tries to explain what happened and ends up telling her that he died. Um, and we find out that Peter cannot leave Bly, but he figured out that he can go into people's bodies and possess them. Um, and they decide to share a body, um, and they think that they're going to go into it as equals so they can be together forever. But Peter kind of takes over Rebecca's body and makes her kill herself in the lake and Flora is the one who finds the body and Jamie finds Flora watching it and 
uh, picks her up and carries her in. So now that we're out of that flashback, um, <laughs> we're back in 1987. Um, Danny is still tied up. Peter comes back into reality um, and he keeps possessing Miles um, because at this point the kids don't think it's right and they're they're trying to help Danny, but Peter manipulates them. And we find out that over time, everyone who dies at Bly fades into faceless ghosts, um, which is really sad because you forget who you are, which is just awful. I couldn't imagine that being your eternity. I know. Um, but yeah, Peter and Rebecca both ask Flora and Miles if they could be in their bodies forever and possess them. And because you have to be accepted into their bodies to possess someone. For that long. You can like kind of like go in, but then you like... Yeah, you can never truly be in there. So Peter and Rebecca possess Flora and Miles' bodies forever, or at least Peter thinks. Um, oh, one thing. Sorry. okay. <laughs> when they like go to possess them they have to say these kind of like words of acceptance sort of like not that they have to but to make it like cool i guess (laughs) they have to say it's you it's me it's us when they like right before they touch each other so it's like they're like accepting it it'll make sense in the next episode yeah so yeah so then um Miles slash Peter kind of forces Hannah Gross to to accept the fact that she's a ghost. And she finally realizes that she's actually dead. But then we, we find out that Flora was only pretending to let Rebecca in. And they both band together to try to save Danny. Um, so Rebecca is like, you guys need to get out of here. It's too late for Miles. And so they start running. And unfortunately... The lady of the lake attacks Danny. She just, they were really just like in the middle of her path and she grabbed her. Yeah. One thing that really sucks is like, imagine being stuck with Peter for eternity. (laughs) (laughs) He sucks. One thing that like, okay, yeah, I've talked so much trash on Peter, but this episode like made me cry when I found out, like when we found out about his past oh yeah that was like it like gave him a little humanity but at the same time it's like that doesn't doesn't condone killing people or or like his how creepy he is or controlling he is yeah but i do i do feel for the childhood version of himself yeah i'm sure that messed him up pretty bad Mm mm-hmm but yeah, I think episode eight is super cool, and I'm happy I get to be the one to talk about it. I'm so glad that you get to talk about it because I thought it was boring. What? I thought it was super cool. Basically, we learn about the history of Bly Manor and the Lady of the Lake. So there were these two sisters, Viola and Perdita. Perdita is the name of the dog in 101 Dalmatians. That's why I was like, ooh, Perdita and Pongo. Anyway, not important. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> um... So basically their father died and they needed to find a way to financially support themselves because women didn't really have that power. Um, I guess it was probably like late 1800s, maybe. Um, It was like 17 or 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Um, So they kind of, they didn't like the way the system was set up, which I don't blame them. So they like found this guy named Arthur, and they set Perdita up with him at first, but then 
Viola like walks through the door and kind of takes over. Viola's like very controlling and in charge. So, but when she married Arthur, she made sure not to say that she would obey her husband in the vows. She like let it go as like a casual, oops, I forgot, but like specifically didn't say it because then God doesn't have that over her, you know? Um. (laughs) Well, the past one on God. (laughs) So one thing that she does is she walks, she sleeps, and she wakes up. It's repeated over and over again. She, like, I don't know if she has, like, trouble sleeping, but she always walks, sleeps, and wakes up. Um, And eventually she has a baby. And when she has the baby girl, she says, it's you, it's me, it's us. And her baby girl's name is Isabel. Oh, my God, it's you. (laughs) It's me. Spelled exactly like my name. It's so cute. Um, (laughs) But then all of a sudden, Viola starts coughing blood. Um, (laughs) And they have that scary crow doctor mask. Um, I hate those. It's so creepy. But she's sick with the lung. I don't know what that means. It's not the plague, but it's the lung. Um, For some reason, I'm thinking of like the black lung. Is that a thing? I don't know. The lung. If, um, any doctors out there want to let us know what the lung is? No one Not with the actual the, lung. No but. one with the PhD is listening to us talk. Maybe a history major? Um, oh, yeah, history Ancient major. pandemics? Huh? Um, anyway, I'm having a good time this episode. Anyway, we're just going to keep going. Um, <laughs> she has to be isolated. Sound familiar? There's also leeches and bloodletting. Don't do that. Basically, it seems like she's going to die, so they have the priest or someone come in, and she will not repeat the last rites, so she's like, I'm not going to die. And she lives for five years longer than she was supposed to. Like, she was supposed to live for a few months, but she lives for five years. Um, And at one point, she gets really jealous of Purdy and Arthur and just keeps wandering the halls and is very abusive to her sister. She always slaps her. Um... (laughs) And then she takes all of the jewels and all of her dresses and puts them in a trunk to give to her daughter when she's of age and tells Arthur that he can only use the keys to open it or can only give the keys to their daughter. Um, We also find out that Purdy kills Viola. She is like saying it that she did it out of mercy, but basically she did it because she had had enough of her abusing her of her just like living i guess <laughs> um so purdy marries arthur um and wants all of the jewels and everything that her sister had kept away because the manor is in financial ruin um because out of grief arthur kind of ran everything into the ground so she takes the keys and opens a chest and as she reaches out or reaches out to grab a dress these this is the only part that scared me like because i wasn't expecting it like the only part and i jump scares are stupid like, that's just, like, a cop-out. But anyway, she, like, these, these like, gross hands reach out from the dress and, like, grab her and choke her and instantly kill her. Which is, like, okay. Um, so we, she's just, like, dead in the attic. And then we flash back to the night that Viola was killed and we find that right after Purdy killed her, she's locked in this room with no open doors or windows and all of her jewels and all of her dresses are in there. So she's actually inside of the chest. Um, and all she does for years while she's in this one room is she sleeps, she wakes up, and she walks around. 
just does that. She doesn't. She has no idea for how long. But then all of a sudden, she feels this chest start to move, and she thinks that Isabel and Arthur are like because they've decided to leave because of all the grief that's come from living there. Um, they she thinks that she they're taking the chest with them. So what they're actually doing is they're throwing the chest in the lake. Um, <laughs> and so terrible. Basically throwing her into the lake too they don't know that she's in there but like they just like have all this these bad memories associated with it. they just don't want it um and what she would do is she would every night she would sleep in the lake she would wake up come out of the lake and then walk around and walk to her bed where she died um and then she would walk back but basically every single time that she did this she would forget more and more she would forget her story she forget her name like, the dolls forgot their names. And she would... Eventually, her face would wash away because there's no remembrance of... Like, she doesn't remember herself. And that's how we get the Lady of the Lake. There's just, like, two things I'd like to add to that, if that's okay. Mm-mm. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, like, when she's walking through through the house, every time that she... Like, every time that she walks through the house, anyone who's in her path, she kills. The saddest one of all, though, that this is what I want. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Is the child that she thought was hers? She just killed a kid, dragged it into the lake. That made me cry. Yeah, basically, she just like she's going to this room so she can hold her child again. Hold Isabel. <laughs> um, <laughs> please don't kill me. <laughs> but like. That's the only thing she could remember. She was, like, going there to get a child. She didn't remember what child. Mm -hmm. So when someone moved into this house and there was a child sitting on the bed, she was like, oh, that's the child I've been wanting. So she just – she didn't, like, choke them like she chokes everybody else. She just grabs them, holds them, and then carried them into the lake with her. Yeah. And then – So it was, like, less painful or, like, less, like, traumatic. But it still died, though. It's really sad thinking about the fact that the child is also faceless. My last comment – this is just a general comment about the show. Do you think the writers have, like, a choking kink? Because <laughs> that's how everyone dies. <laughs> I mean, everyone, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, maybe, but, like, how else was she going to kill Viola? And that's where it all started. I mean, true. Like, to make it look like she didn't kill her, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't have fingerprinting. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This brings up another question. Because of because most of these people die like through like choking, like how does a ghost choke a human being if they can't like touch them? Because like you could like in this reality, in this like universe, um like people's hands, like a ghost's hand will go through the human's hand. Right. I'm thinking, like, I don't know, but I'm thinking because she's, like, head ghost, (laughs) you know? Like, she is. Head ghost? She she is. Like, everything revolves around her. Like, (laughs) she can touch people. Okay. (laughs) No, you know what I mean? In the next, like, we'll get there, but, like. Yeah. Everything revolves around her. Head ghost. I love that. Boss ghost? I don't know. Boss ghost. Leader of the ghost. <laughs> the ghost president. 
president ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I don't know. I don't know. That's my only explanation. Because I didn't think about that, but you're right. No one else can like touch people without possessing them, but she can like drag bodies. Yeah. With ease. Yeah, she did she must be hitting the gym. <laughs> she can pick someone up like sleeps, that. walks, hits the gym. <laughs> GTL. Gym. Time to nap. And then lake. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to the last Yes, we should move on. Okay. <laughs> last episode. Um woohoo. Uh, so Hannah Gross essentially has to help everyone. She really needs to save the day here. Um, and maybe she'll be able to escape purgatory if she does and go to heaven because Hannah Gross belongs in heaven. So she tries to stop the Lady of the Lake who is just dragging Danny by Oh my god, wait, 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 wait. I also had I have this question. How does Hannah hold things if she's dead? Because we do see Hannah holding mugs and wine bottles mm-hmm. and like occasionally plates in a tea kettle how does she hold things no one else can the physics the physics of it all doesn't make sense so she can hold a mug but she's like alive enough like physically in this world on the earth to hold a mug but she can't drink out of the mug maybe it's because she wasn't killed by the ghosts the lady of the lake yeah but why can she hold things she can't i don't know i don't know i don't know it doesn't make any sense maybe because she no, that wouldn't make... I don't know. I'm not sure. Do you just... Because, like, like, Hannah's death... She's not really connected to the Lady of the Lake. Yeah. Because Miles is the one who... Miles slash Peter is the one who killed her. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, it... Someone needs to clarify this for us. Because Help. It's go- <laughs> this is what's going to haunt us forever. <laughs> um. Okay, so back to it. Um... She tries to stop the Lady of the Lake, who is just dragging Danny by the throat. Um, and Flora is out there, too. She's begging the ghost to stop. And the ghost then thinks that Flora is this child that she needs to grab, a.k.a. like her daughter, Isabel. And um, <laughs> and then uh, she so she grabs Flora and is off to go kill her. Um, and then Henry comes flying onto the property, does a hockey stop in his car. He's drunk <laughs> driving, um, and he starts running after Flora. This is when I start to have respect for Henry. Um, and so Lady of the Lake, Viola, um, comes up to Henry and <laughs> essentially, like, we think kills him. We'll find it's, out. It- she like reaches just like reaches out and like crushes his neck. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, we don't know how he could survive this. Um so because I forgot to mention that in the process of grabbing Flora, Viola dropped Danny and she was just laying on the floor like trying to catch her breath, but now that she's she's feeling better, she runs after everyone. Um and at the same time Owen and Jamie come because they had a weird feeling. Um and Owen does CPR on Henry and essentially brings him back to life. Um, we also have to stand Owen, I think. Oh, yeah. Owen's wonderful. We love Owen. Um, but then Rebecca occupies Flora's body. So when the Lady of the Lake takes her into the lake, um, 
Rebecca will feel her pain instead of Flora. I thought, sorry, yeah. That made me cry. I know, it like, because when Peter killed her, he jumped out of her body as soon as she was deep enough to, like, drown. Yeah. So she felt all the pain, but she, like, didn't make Flora go, wouldn't make Flora go through that. Exactly. And that just shows how much better of a person Rebecca is than Peter. Um, But then Danny comes running to the rescue and allows Viola to take her body by saying the phrase that it's like you, it's it's me, it's us together forever, whatever. Me <laughs> 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 Just rhyming. Um, together forever. Oh, I was singing this Shakira one. Oh, I was singing. I know what you were. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> so sorry. This is a very serious moment. Um. So Danny, by allowing Viola to occupy her body, it broke the spell, and everyone was released into the afterlife. Because there's also magic yeah. involved. This is why she's the head ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she broke the spell, like, Beauty and the Beast, essentially. Um, But Hannah also went to the afterlife, just just leaving that in there. Um, Because, like, none of the, like, humans who are alive know that she's dead and that she's been a ghost. But now Danny is essentially waiting for Viola to completely take over her body. Um which doesn't happen for a while, but we'll get to that. Um, And Henry decides to take the kids to America, and Danny and Jamie decide to go on an adventure. They spend some time in America, and they also open up a flower shop. And I know, it's so adorable. And we jump a few years later, um, five to be specific. Owen has opened his own restaurant. He keeps a picture of Hannah Gross on his wall which is really cute. Um, Henry's sober now. Flora has a boyfriend. The kids are 17. I don't understand if only five years have passed how Flora could possibly... More, more be- time passes by the time that they okay. like get there. But the one thing I that happens right then is that Miles and Flora don't remember a single thing that happened. Yeah. They've just completely forgotten it, which is insane because you'd think something as traumatic as that would last with you for your entire life i think um the way that the brain handles trauma differs from like certain people like some people can't some people compartmentalize so much and like put their trauma like all the way to the back of their brain so that they like can't really remember many details because it's like it's your brain's it's your body's way of like trying to survive and like heal itself i read that in my psych class my one psych class i took in college but like they both completely forget anything revolving around these ghosts maybe it also has to do with the spell being broken okay sure (laughs) the thing is that we can like try to like rationalize this and like try to like debunk it but at the same time it's like a tv show so like I guess they're playing by their own rules of reality. Yeah, I guess. Which is annoying because, like, I want these questions to be answered. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, Flora has a boyfriend, she's 17, in love. Um, 
they don't remember anything about Bly. Um, but Danny starts seeing the Lady of the Lake in reflections, and she's like, oh no, my time has come. And so Danny left Jamie um, because, like, she didn't want to hurt her. And, oh, at some point, like, they get engaged and form a civil union, which is great. They end up, they both go back to Bly at different times. Danny goes and then Jamie follows. And um, Danny is essentially dead. And Jamie jumps in the lake and says the phrase to let Danny consume her, you know, the together forever. <laughs> that one. Um, but Danny would never hurt someone because she's too good of a person. Um, and she would never consume someone's body or kill. Um, so Jamie goes throughout the rest of her life kind of thinking that perhaps Danny and her have become one, but she never did that. Um, and Danny ends up slipping away until she doesn't remember anything at all and all her features get erased. Um, and then we exit out of the story and we're back at the dinner rehearsal. Um, this couple is getting married and it turns out that the woman getting married is Flora and the older woman telling the story is Jamie. And Henry is an old man, and Owen's there, and so is Miles, and it's a happy ending, and I was so, so happy. I I was about to cry. Two things. The bride's middle name is Flora. I don't know why they changed their names. Um, thought that was interesting. I don't know if Miles' name is different, or if it's his middle name now, um, but I thought that was like, hmm, why they do that? Mm-hmm. Um also, she, Jamie, leaves the hotel room door open to let <laughs> Danny in, just in case. But, like, I get it when you're at home, keep your bedroom door open, whatever. But a hotel room door, someone's gonna come in, rob you, and kill you. Oh, definitely. Or worse. Why does she have so much faith in humanity? Especially with what she's witnessed. I don't know. I don't know. So, we've come to the end here, finally. (laughs) Yeah. I feel bad for you in the future having to edit this. But yeah, I mean, I think we, like, answered, like, a lot of our questions within this. But Mm -hmm. a lot is left unanswered. So, if anyone has any ideas or show creators, let us know. I I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it for Jamie and Danny. Mm -hmm. I, like, felt... A little like you're trying to be a little too hard, but when I just typed it up, it's supposed to be a drama series, so maybe it's like it's not supposed to be a horror series, technically. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess like my final thoughts are that, um, like yeah, I went into this thinking that the show would be a horror series, um, but like I said before, it turned out to be so much more. I hate, I hate how that rhymed. <laughs> um, it turned out to be kind of a story about love and, yeah, and humanity. And I really enjoyed this show. It was, like, some of the best TV I've seen in a while. Um, I loved the representation. I loved just everything about it. Um, but, yeah, like I like you said, there are so many questions that are unanswered. 
I really liked the relationships that they formed, not like um Peter and Rebecca's, but like Owen and Hannah and Jamie and Danny. I thought those are really, really nice and they made me happy. Yeah. And also, um, Henry and the mom, they did seem to like really love each other. Like it sucks how that all turned out, but you know. Yeah. I guess we're back on track for non-themed ones next week. Sad. But this is episode 20, technically like 12 and 28. So we've got four more to go. Yeah. So I think it'll fall somewhere around the time where the last one will be Christmas themed. Yay! Yay, Christmas! (laughs) So that should be fun. Hopefully there's like a Christmas series or something. Or maybe we can just do a movie that week. Um, but we'll see. Because Netflix always comes out with stuff. Ooh. There's always a Christmas something. I hope we get like a cheesy Hallmark Christmas series. That'd be so good. I can't so wait. Good. Oh, one more thing. Um, Last <laughs> week I was in quarantine, sort of. So I couldn't record the winners of the episode. Guessing. And um, I totally forgot to post about it. <laughs> it's fine. There were so many. Thank you to everyone who guessed. Um, we had um, Clarissa and Georgia and Allie. And those are the first three. And I... I think Elise, too. Elise also. Like, way to go, everybody. We haven't had a guess in, like, two weeks. Um, so, a correct one, at least. They're- yeah, a correct one. Um, they were a little, like... I don't know how... Like, they were harder to guess, so it's fine. But, um... If you want to win and get a shout out at the beginning of the episode when I'm not in quarantine and have all my equipment, um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at How We Never Podcast and on Facebook at How We Never Seen This Before and on Twitter at How Have We Never um, because we post our little clues on there um, and you can guess and stuff. So thanks for listening. This was spoopy. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your spooptober. <laughs> and now it's Christmas. No, um, now Once it's again, your time. You've offended. It's the your thanks- time of Thanksgiving. <laughs> you've offended the Thanksgiving community. <laughs> All right, we got to end this now before they attack me. All right, um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Congratulations, you've made it to the end of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. How Have We Never Seen This Before is produced by Isabel Barone. The music is by Scott Holmes. The podcast art is by Michael Beaumont over at Monitor Comics. And our social media is run by Lauren Cola. Thanks for listening.